You're listening to The Outer Timers, and now here are your hosts, Chief and Ben. Don't adjust the frequency on your pod player. You've stumbled across The Outer Timers. I'm your host, Ben. With me, as always, is the big bad Chief. Chief, are you out there? Chief is in the his house. Coming in hot, Chief. It's been a bit. It's been a bit, so we have... Well, it's been a week, hasn't it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, we're, by, we're every two weeks now, mate. We are every two weeks. Yeah, I forgot that. Yes, you're right. We are every two weeks. <laughs> Don't yeah. forget it. No, but the goal is to go back to two weeks. More on that at the end of the show. But uh, how have you been? I've been good, man. I've been busy, not doing work stuff, just doing fun things. Um, I've kind of I've bought myself a book, Chief. And I'm actually reading a book again. I bought Shadows of the Empire. Yes, and I, I cannot put it down. Oh, shit. You've started. You're in already. Yeah, I, I've been desperate to read it. And I, I kind of want to make this a spotlight in a, on a future episode. We're going to yep. cover the whole transmedia onslaught that was Shadows of the Empire. Uh, I put a Just, few posts on the social We've got a yeah. lot of feedback from yeah. it just very quickly give me a a year what circa year was this this whole smorgasbord of me of content that came out around this subject? bear with me my chief i'm just gonna lean over okay. and pick up now while you get that book uh i also have this book i think i'm gonna go and read the comic the six-part comic series you read the book and we'll converge somewhere in the middle now yes. i i think you're getting the vibes reading this book that. I don't know if you did this or it was your brother Gav, but the same sort of vibes I'm feeling from you from when the Timothy Zahn trilogy came out, Heir to the Empire, uh, Dark Force Rising and The Last Command. Now, when these books came out, now, I read books as a young kid and then in those middle years of childhood, wasn't interested in reading books. But then when those novels came out, I was glued. Um, Me and your brother definitely both bought them and I was staying up late at night reading them and then we'd have phone calls about what was going on in in these books and we raced through that trilogy and yeah, I get the feeling you got the same vibe from reading Shadows this time round. Yeah I have so it's 1996 so I think Heir to the Empire was actually quite a bit before that. Yeah. Possibly even 91 but when Air to the Empire came out, that was huge. You you read it in like two nights, or well, you just stayed up all night. I don't know. If or was it was that last? Nice, or was that last command? One of them. One of them, yeah. Or you you told yourself you were going to do it, and you were like asleep within ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it did it did feel like um, that they were testing the waters, weren't they? And yeah. the appetite was very much still there. So I can't put this thing down. It's one of my favourite sort of EU expanded universe books. And now, can you remember much about it? I, I, I can remember the kind of big storyline, but I can't really remember the, you know, the minutiae of it. Cool, cool. So some bits are f- fresh, refreshing your memory, which is nice, nice. I think I, I never said his name right. It's She Saw. Okay, I always used to say Prince Zizor. Yep, so did I. Okay. And what it, is it, Shizor? Yeah, it's Shizor. I would love to cover it. So you're going to do the comic book. I'm doing the book. And then maybe we both play the game. Oh, um, shit. What, what format's that on, the N64? And then we have to buy a few toys and we'll have to have a play date as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll just go on google.com and uh, I'll research some stuff. I, I've actually got some of the toys boxed. So Okay, have you got the game though? No, but the game is like two quid on ah. eBay. 
it's for some reason <laughs> a worrying reason it's very cheap all right fine I'll, I'll purchase that and we will both uh, put in you know maybe 30 minutes or something likely <laughs> yeah yeah well I, I, i'm gonna try and do it but yeah i'm not asking you you're retro gaming man you're on the edge oh, as the you edge always say you like i like the idea of retro gaming but i don't know if i actually like retro gaming yeah yeah that's that's true i'd like to get your missus back on the pod and talk to her about you know some of these things such as can nostalgia be a bad thing um well isn't anything it can be a bad thing it's all about um you know the amount isn't it it's like overload of anything is bad this this is where one of the things i wanted to talk to you about you know you posted up that that cool video the Scale Extrix video, the DeLorean and Phoenix, etc. Yeah. And we want to talk about Scale Extrix and slot car racing as a spotlight on a future show. Yeah. And it got me thinking, and you basically sent me down the rabbit hole. Uh-oh. And it brought back all the nostalgic feels for me. And I'm like, shit, now I've got to go out and buy loads of Scale Extrix. And I started Ooh. looking up all the old cars I had. You sent me a pic of, didn't you used to have this police rover? And I'm like, oh, man, I had that police rover. I'm going to have to buy that now. And it, the nostalgia was so strong <laughs> in me, it was giving me this urge and this drive to almost recapture that childhood period by per- repurchasing the toys I had as a kid. Yeah, some things, I'm, I guess, are best left. Yeah. But then something like Scale Electrics is, you know, it's never not going to be fun. So no. it is one of those things where, you know, if you did go out and buy yourself scale electrics, you're not going to be like, oh, no. bugger. However, You'll be like, this is awesome. However, I spent four hours, I'm not kidding, four hours yesterday going That's down good. a rabbit hole, researching scale electrics, etc. And what was the best slot car system. So not, mm-hmm. I'm looking outside of scale electrics and it came down to a, a direct head-to-head between scale electrics and Carrera. Now, Carrera right. is much more common on the continent and from what i can gather it has better track and more highly detailed cars okay the a little down- bit smaller possibly no ever so slightly no no 132 scale same scale okay. and they also do a 124 scale which is okay. slightly bigger and the track is wider in carrera which enables it to accommodate these bigger cars as well so where's the downside here price Oh, okay. It's more expensive. So, because it's not as well distributed in the UK, you'll you'll pay extra for cars and sets. So, well, not necessarily new because I found a few websites that sell new sets, and they're kind of comparable to Skelectrix. And you're looking at a top end analog set with a good ten meterage of track. You're looking at around 170 quid, something like that. Yeah, because uh, Skelectrix isn't cheap either, though, is once it? Once you go digital. For either of those, Carrera or Skelectrics, once you go digital, for a good portion of track, plus maybe wireless controllers and this this power base units, you're looking at around three to five hundred for a good good quality set. Now, if you go to the second hand market, I'm looking specifically at eBay, you can pick up cheap Skelectrics sets and track, etc. But for Carrera, you do not find much of that in the second hand market. So No. I call it well, as you know, I call them burner sets, and yeah. they're key. A couple of those is what you want. There's no point going going new. Get yourself a couple of burner sets, but then obviously buy yourself really cool additional cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is though, that's a nice four hours spent, and if that's all that it is, then well, that's fine. I've not I've not come to any conclusion. So yeah, not but it really, was nice. No. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun, and it got me thinking back to my original thought when. 
you had posted on the Skeletric and we were talking offline about Skeletric and I thought, right, I've got to collect. And then I had a second thought was, I'm going to actually collect the yearly catalogues instead because I've got several of them uh, from the yeah. early 80s to mid 80s. And I thought that is a much cheaper endeavour because you can pick these up for around three to five quid, maybe seven or eight quid for the for the rare ones. But that's a much better use of my money and time because we used to pour over those catalogues and even now I pulled one out of the out of the box the other day and I, I spent you know a good 40 yeah. minutes just flicking through and looking at the tracks and the cars and bringing well, back maybe the memories. that would be a scare electrics dose yeah maybe it would maybe it would that might fill your cup but I am tidying the loft and I'm looking at it now and there's You're a seeing good some floor space oh, there's a good space for a track there and a crossover and maybe a berm there and a yeah do you anyway. think a crossover is that oh, what yeah. you think well I can have everything up here so I guess I just thought you'd you'd go like the perimeter and then you'd be in the middle. No, when I say crossover, I mean like a a section of a straight track that has an X. Yeah, that's what I mean too. Oh, you t- you haven't got any crossovers? No, because it's a strange shape our loft and I was also no, but trying crossover, to build the lo- it's just one straight piece of track where you switch yeah. from inside lane to outside lane. So how's yeah, that? Uh, okay, yeah, sorry, but I, I don't actually have any of those. Is the middle bit still plastic? And if you hit the anchors there, it's like, oh, <laughs> God, you've got to get up. Possibly, possibly, yeah. Um, no, I haven't got any crossovers or chicanes. Ours is very much a speed-based circuit. Okay. I think All it's right. built for records and top top speeds. And now, when um, you know, just to close out this, this little bit here, do you race against Phoenix and or other family members in one-on-one races, or how is your track used? Um, it is used by me and Phoenix going up there and so we just, we just mess around. We don't, we don't really do races. Right. We just hoon around. Okay. Um, yeah, we've got, we've got some Star Wars. Basically, we mainly go up there to look at Star Wars figures. Right. And then when you see it, it's like, oh, I'll have a quick spin. It's very right. hot up there at the moment. Yeah, same. I am sweating like a fat person in a discotheque right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy well, what um, have you been up to anyway well apart from that uh two other things that spring to mind is one i lost my uh lightning lead to uh whatever it is usb adapter for my uh, iphone because i've got one of those iphone sevens which has got the funky lightning adapter socket it doesn't have a 3.5 mil jack so my oh, yeah he- so yeah. my headphones and we were talking offline i'm not going to be putting any kind of bluetooth wireless headphones in my ears because i do not want any chance of getting the cancer so i go wired headphones all day long but i had to buy a converter for my 3.5 mil jack into the thingy and i lost it so i bought a a replacement on ebay arrived yesterday and i thought you know i scrimped a little bit i bought a two-pack for nine quid and it turns out they were junk because i'm getting this hip background hissy noise so i sent them back and i had to reorder the, the one that I lost, which is actually like 19 quid for one. Obviously, you know, obviously I'm wired in now for the podcast because yeah. you don't want any kind of delay. But what? The, I mean, jeez, man, you've got to get some Bluetooth headphones. Nah, it's so I had much nicer. I had some, but that is direct fucking microwaves or whatever. It's going through my brain. I don't want that. Um, the other thing is I've it? been, The other thing I've been doing is, and I cannot stop this, I'm addicted. I eat around one can of chickpeas a day. Chickpeas. I am addicted to making hummus. Okay, you are talking about hummus. Yeah. So, yeah, small mini blender, one can of hummus, uh, one can of chickpeas, big big glug of olive oil, 
pre my non-dairy days, I would have put in a couple of tablespoons of sour cream, but now I just omit that or maybe add a bit of uh, soya, soya cream or maybe even a, a splash of maybe almond milk or something like that. And then good crack of black pepper and then a big squeeze of uh, garlic paste. Uh, blitz that mother up and then just, that's it, munch it. Uh, and I eat about one one can of those a day at the moment. Well, dude, you're going to have to send a vat of that stuff down here because we got a hummus problem down here. Oh, right. We're spending okay. a fortune, man. Yeah, I never buy it. I only ever make it. Oh, well, maybe we, maybe we need to start making it because it. no joke. so simple. We are on the large tubs, yeah. two tubs a day. Oh, right. That's okay. 14 tubs a week. Yeah, right. Yeah, strong. It's just about five o'clock, six o'clock. <laughs> it just comes out in the kitchen. I mean, we're a big fam now, but the celery comes out, the carrots come out. I mean, it just disappears. Yeah. They're like now, two quid a pop. Yeah, that's well. four quid. Yeah, a day. Jeez, four sevens. That's, 20, that's 28 quid. On hummus, yeah, yeah. Now, do you just buy your standardized flavor or do you mix it around a little bit? Bit of red pepper. No, hummus. the core. No, the core one is just the sort of M and S, just the bog standard. Yeah, but they've yeah. actually just redone their recipe and they've made it extra creamy. Oh, nice! And it's well nice. Yeah, yeah. This is the out of timers come <laughs> cooking. Come cook with us. Yeah, that's it. Is there any chance you send in some of that down? Or uh, I'm not sure how that will post. I. It wouldn't know, post well, would it? Actually, it's, it's very, very simple. <laughs> I'm going to post this recipe up on our out of timers socials with the Mate, with you the do end. That. With the end product, so people can see. Oh, we can all make hummus together. We can all make hummus together. It'll make the world a better place. Listen, Chief, how much? How much quickly? Just how much does one of your recipes make up? In cost, in in well, no amount. One, one can of chickpeas is about four hundred and fifty-four grams drained weight. Well, maybe a little bit less. Say four hundred grams, and then you what you're adding is you know a, olive oil and oh. garlic paste so it's probably twice the amount of your 200 gram tubs that you're buying great and it lasts for what like four days or something well no one day that's what i'm telling you oh i make no it what I, I mean is you make it? it and then you just eat it straight away do you yeah eat it straight away but it would last in the fridge yeah cover it up it's going to last a few days hummus up but you know you're looking at a, you know a quid there for a okay what i'll portion. do is i'll live stream that i'm gonna make this bloody recipe do it love it we'll do it together we'll live stream that's good. together that's good yeah. okay yeah. i might go off piste but um go that's on. fine <laughs> um i want to talk about some movies because there's been a lot of action behind the scenes okay now chief has been watching like a mother out there yeah you've hit is this your stride is this like My chief something's stride. going on yeah because you said uh, a couple of weeks ago you were like well I will probably be on one or two movies a week now for the you know foreseeable future yes now let's not discount the fact that the show has gone bi-weekly so it's a, it's a 14 matter, days Chief. fan you've upped it and you know it I did I did up my game but there was only because there was a couple of things I wanted to watch and they were the Lethal Weapon franchise and the first three Star Wars movies so that's seven straight away that I had to watch but okay let's fire up should we do mine first Chief's then? Diary I just want to come in at... Jeez, I've got to go so far back. Did you finish off on... Wait, oh my God, you've watched so many. You finished off on Jerry and Tom. Jerry and Tom on the 4th, and then I I didn't watch a movie for five days. Well, you made up for it, mate, on the 9th. I did. 
Star Wars okay. Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, which we will come on to in greater detail later on. Just suffice to say right now, I gave that three stars. Okay. Okay, then I watched The Good, The Bad and The Weird, which is a South um, Korean movie. At the time, in 2008, it was the most expensive South Korean movie ever made. It's a homage to The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. Yeah, it looks good. High praise by the sounds of it as well. Yeah, three I stars. Three stars. It. If you if you look it up, it's got yeah, definitely. Um, it's well regarded movie. Well well put together. Three stars. Definitely worth a watch. Then I watched Point Break. It's all in the same day. People. All in the same day. I think I had a day off, and that was a morning, afternoon, evening session. Now Point Break is fine for you to give it three stars. That's fine. I mean, for me, this is like a a wild classic. This is like a five star. Yes. Probably doesn't seem to mean as much to you. No, I don't think I watched it as much in my youth as you and your crew did. I was messaging you as I was watching it at the beginning, and I was, holy moly, this is going to be like a five-star movie, because the first ten minutes, the, the action, the even the script I thought was on point, it was so good, and then it really, not fell off a cliff, but it just... I don't know, it never met those high expectations I had for it in those first 10 minutes. And it just and obviously I have seen this movie before, but... Um, okay, just talk to me about Angelo Pappas. Pappas is great, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> for some reason, I was kind of fantasising about thinking, I'd love to see Angelo Pappas and Jack Burton together. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel nice. like that would be a good duo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Utah, get me two. <laughs> Utah. Give me two. That's the subways he wants, isn't it? The Just around the corner. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I, and this is, of course, Catherine Bigelow, who went on. This is 1991. She went on to direct the Oscar-winning Hurt Locker, I believe. Yeah, so she was, at this point, I think she was still married to James Cameron. Oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah. But the direction was good here. I'm really surprised that it took her that long. She had a to... big old break. I think she had some kids. All oh, right, okay. To kind of get the recognition maybe she deserved, but... I'm not sure. I don't know. Some Reeves is, Reeves is given too much to do. He can't handle it. Hang on, hang on. You love Reeves. No, I don't love Reeves. I like the 47 Ronin movie. You like him. Basically, you want him zipped. <laughs> yeah, I want him not talking too much. <laughs> uh, and he's given too much to do here, and he can't Sir, handle it. I take the skin off chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great line. That is a great line. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm not. Do I like Bodie? Three stars of. Do I, do I like Bodie? Only three stars is you know, like I say, two and a half stars is a non-regretful watch. This got three stars. So, nice cameo from Anthony Kiedis. Nice cameo, yes, yes, yes. Himself good. in the foot as well. I've watched quite a few uh, Gary Busey movies lately. I watched Point Break. We watched Predator Two, obviously. Yeah, we did. And there was another one that I watched recently that had him in. Can't remember. Mm. Uh, anyway, okay. then I went to. And, oh, of course, the next film had him in Under Siege. There you go. In which I actually might prefer him here than I do to his uh, Pappas character. But Well, no, you don't need to go that far, Chief. That's three and a half stars do. under siege. I went in thinking this is going to be, haven't seen it for ages, this is going to be a cheese fest. Steven Seagal, load of nonsense. I'm three surprised and... you went in with the handbrake, Chief. I, we used to love this flick. Did we? I'm not sure. Well, we, we, I think we resented it a little bit because we wanted Die Hard 3 to be on a boat. Ah, got it. Got it. <laughs> But this is great. Three and a half stars. I would watch this again in a heartbeat. Um, oh, damn straight. Really good. And Tommy, Tommy, I forgot that um, Tommy Lee was in it and doing a great, great uh, yeah. kind of over uh, the top. Where did you watch this? Because I'm well up for watching some Under Siege. Watch that on Now TV. I think it was on oh, Netflix. There. 
one of those I'm two. I'm there. And then the next day I watched Under Siege 2, which I'd never seen before. Is it train-based? Dark Territory, two stars. It is not good. It is no. trying to be the bad guy. I don't know who he is, but he's trying to be Tommy Lee Jones from the first one, and he cannot live up to that hype, and it's just not a great movie. Don't bother with that. I'm surprised you watched this next one, man. So not... this this doesn't compute here because on my diary it says three stars, but on my list it says three and a half. I put it originally as a three and I upgraded it to three and a half, but the diary does not reflect that, just to let you know. So this is three I and a half stars. This would be way too cliche for And it you. is The Gentleman from 2019, Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Now, Wait, I, is that last year? Is yeah. It? Oh, yeah. I, I compared this out. to Snatch, and which I gave three, and I thought this was better, so I gave it three and a half. And wow. Yeah. Hugh Grant not doing Hugh Grant. Hugh is that Grant, right? uh, sensational, career best. Wow. Okay, yeah. I'm keen to see it. Yep, get on that. Then I watched Skyscraper, The Rock. Why? From 2018. It was on Now TV and it was like one hour 24. So there's a lot of. Th- oh, you mother. <laughs> As if you thought you needed to be um, at this point. No, thought- it was more. It was like nine o'clock and I was like, I want to watch a movie before I go to bed. Generally go to bed at 10. I'll, I'll stretch to 10 24. And I want an easy watch where I don't have to concentrate too much. And I thought God, that was going to fit the bill. He goes to bed early. He doesn't like Bluetooth. <laughs> this guy is Fleetwood Mac straight down the middle of the road. <laughs> right, nice. we better speed this up because yeah. we're nowhere near yours. Uh, then I hit uh, Lethal Weapon. Five stars. Right. Good. Good. Incredible. Chief. Incredible. Mel Gibson. I don't think I had fully realised how, how good an actor he was in this first movie. He is on the edge. One of my favourite bits, Chief, is the Christmas tree shootout. Yes. And yeah. the bants there. Yeah. Oh. Yep. One of my favourite bits is after that, not sh- not too long after that, he's in his own mobile home. He's looking at the picture of his wife, tears, he's got a gun, oh. he's putting it in his mouth. It is, it is Harrowing. strong stuff, man. People really good. People forget, because of where the franchise went to, they yeah. forget how actually how dark it was when it started. Yeah, that is so good. That's five stars. I had yeah. a word with uh, my Talking Joe co-host Steve Jubber because he gave that two stars. So, what? Yeah, I said I'm looking for a new co a new co-host. No, but he said he was watching that. To be fair, on a plane from Manila to Australia, and mentally he wasn't in the right frame of mind. This was kind of coming right in the COVID situation. He had well, to get he hadn't out of Manila. No, I think uh, possibly he had seen it before, but I'm not sure. But, well, we'll get uh, we'll get him on for a whole show yeah. on that. Uh, then what I like, what I don't like to do is binge watch franchises. So I cannot no. watch the franchise. I did that with Under Siege, having said that. But I wanted to watch all of Lethal Weapons, but I did not want to watch them all in a row. So I had to sandwich movies in between each one. So you certainly did that. I watched maybe o- a shit sandwich. I watched Overlord, which is a 2018 movie. It is a World War Two movie about the Nazi Nazis making kind of zombie plague um super soldiers two and a half stars then i went into lethal weapon 2 which i gave again my diary says three and a half but i've upgraded that to four good boy then i went into jean-claude van damme 1994 time cop i mean this is the most random which i gave two stars uh for some reason where he comes out do you want to know do you want to know why i watched that movie i was in sainsbury's and now tv I, i was no i was in sainsbury's and I really, really fancied just one beer. Uh, I didn't fancy having a lot of beers. I wanted one beer, and I wanted... Um, so you just cracked one open in the aisle. And I, I was looking down <laughs> the aisle, and I saw Cause Light. And I didn't buy it, but I was like, Cause Light, and I have strong, recollect, rec- you know, um, 
links to Jean-Claude Van Damme because of his TV adverts. Yes. And then when I got home, I thought, I'm going to watch a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie because I'd seen Cause Light on the Shelf. So I quickly, quickly Googled best Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Time Cop came up around the top. So I watched that and two stars. It is not good. Then yeah, one bit in it, two bits in it that I'm remembering. Yes. Really cool bit where he comes out of the time thing and yes. then he bends down and a truck goes over him. Mm-hmm. And then another bit where is the floor like all got water on it and, and he, he does he jumps yeah. up on the kitchen counter. Does a split. Splits. Yes, yes. That's it. That's my memories. There you go. Two stars. Don't bother watching it. Then I went into Lethal Weapon 3. Three stars. We're getting diminishing returns here. Five stars, yeah. four stars, three stars. Still S- great watch. Still good watch. Still good watch. Then I went into Star Wars uh, 2, Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Three stars. We'll come to that later. Lethal Weapon 4, two and a half stars. Such a mishmash movie. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, and then just today I watched Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Great. Now, Chief, that, that took a while. That will not take me as long. That put me on 104 movies for the calendar year. Oh, hang on. You said you wanted your 100th to be special. Yeah. It was not. It was Time Cop, I think. Yeah. I think you told me you wanted it to be Empire Strikes Back. That did, did not work out. I did tell you that and it did not happen. Uh, did let's not see happen. what you did. So you've watched you watched four movies. Yeah, okay. I mean. Okay, so th- three of them being Star Wars episodes one, two, and three, which we'll come on to. And watched, then Well, this is all in the same day. Oh shit, you watched four movies in one day. But you thought after episode one, you thought before I go on to episode two, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch Adventures of Babysitting. Talk to me about yeah, because- that. Because I'm just like you, Chief, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, because I've got that film on VHS, and we've watched it a bunch of times on VHS. Yes. And I just noticed that it was on Disney+, Plus, and I was okay. like, wow, that's such a deep-cut, random film for them to have the rights to. Yep. But what was funny about it was, Chief, that they'd they'd edited out so much stuff right and like overdubbed okay loads of things because it's obviously it's disney yes um because you know one of the the one of the sort of narratives is that they've got that playboy magazine that they right. think she's in yes yes and they're getting that out in the car and they just sort of edit all around that yeah um yeah good great film though yeah. three stars interestingly interestingly our power and friend of the show uh, face man Dave Wimblett, he actually watched this as well, uh, although it was 9th of April, sorry. I saw it pop what up did, on his What do you give it? What you give, give it three and a half, you give it three. Yeah, I think I was well harsh. I love that film. Yeah, we used to watch gonna... that a lot as kids, I definitely remember that. Yeah, we were quoting that for fun. Listen, that um, puts you on 97, and so that gives Chief a seven movie lead. Yeah, which is tough to rein well, in. That's, it's tough to rein in if you're going to keep that up. I never thought I would forge seven movies ahead of you, for sure. Yeah, but I never thought you you've gone on an absolute mission. Yeah. I've been I've been reading a bit, I've been watching a lot of TV shows, Clone Wars, X-Men, just other things. Yeah, yeah. Listening well, to a lot of podcasts. I guess I've not been doing much other stuff, so there you go. Yeah, and it's summer. But chief, you should be scared of me, man. When it when October rolls around, <laughs> I'm not joking. How much I finish strong. How much lead coming into Halloween season? How, oh. how how big a lead do I need? Do I need a 10, 15, 20, 20 movie lead? Well, it depends. If you're if you're continuing at this rate, you'll probably be uncatchable. But I'm telling you, October, November, December are big for me, Chief. All right, Chief's been warned. But I, I gonna, I'm going to have to jack this up. What are you feeling like? Have you got big week coming up? Uh, I think I'm going to have a smaller week this week because I don't know if it's the 
the buffer I've got of seven movies that gives me an air of confidence where I feel like I can, uh, you know, relax off a little bit. But uh, well, don't forget, initially this was actually just about getting to two hundred. Yeah, and then the gloves came off. That's it. That's it. The gauntlet went down. We should have probably. I had an agenda. Time. Should we put something at the end of this? Um, What, like something on it? Well, maybe something fun. I don't know. I know when you used to do, and I think this was mentioned on a Talking Joe episode a long time ago when you were still on okay. the show, when we did fan, you did fantasy football, and whoever lost or came last had to fish get lap. slapped in the face with a fish Brutal. by the choice of the winner. So I don't know if we oh. want to go down that route. Oh, crikey, yeah. I mean, if I'm getting slapped by you, you'd, I'd go off the floor, man. I, I'll come down. I'll cut if you win. I'll come down to to your gaff and I'll cook you hummus all week. I'll make you. Hummus yeah, that's week. good. <laughs> Put me up in the in the in the uh, guest room and I'll, I'll, my job will just be making hummus on demand. So so I did watch more than one film. I did watch the prequel trilogy. That's what I said. And yeah. uh, and Adventures of Babysitting. So I watched four. Jeez, man, that was the tenth. Yeah. What are we on now? Twentieth, twenty first, as we record. It's been dry. It's been I've dry. Been doing a lot of other, I've been doing a lot of other stuff. I did that Scalectrix film. Yeah, as that well. took a lot of time. Took a lot of time. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, I've got a lot of other pursuits planned for this week, and like I said, I had an agenda, which was the Lethal Weapon quadrology and the Star Wars prequel trilogy. So I had a seven movie agenda set out for me. Anyway, I don't really have any agenda for this week from a movie front. So. <laughs> I like that, but. Rest assured, there's an agenda for the rest of his life. <laughs> I've got spreadsheets and everything. <laughs> right, my friend. Are you parched? Uh, I am parched, yeah. What, 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 is it time for Cola Chaos? Cola Chaos. Well, it's, this was meant to be the last Cola Chaos we did, and we were going to get the spreadsheet up, and we were going to look at what the best cola was, but I haven't got a cola. Well, I thought you were so, going to get the, the classic Pepsi. I am going to get it, but that's going to have to be for next show. So oh. you're just going to have to... What have you got, my friend? All right, well, I, I won't save mine because I've had this in the in the fridge no, for two weeks. No, get it down, yeah. And I don't particularly want to drink it. Um, but let me have a look. Oh, I've got the lights off in the loft, so let me just get my phone so I can at least put a, put a light on this can so I can read what it says. This is a Rak, Rachmaninoff Vodka Diet Cola. Oh my god, they've started making cola, those nuts. In a can. I think I bought it from Lidl. Yeah, Rack Manahoff, we used to do that when we were like 18. Okay. That vodka. 5%. Let's have a go. Wait, this is a cola that has the vodka baked in. That's it, yeah. You know, one of them like pre blended cocktail things. Yeah, it's not Does really it a cola, is it? Does it count or not? Well, it's going down the hatch. If I can taste cola, it counts. That's what I'm saying. And I can taste cola. I'll have another go. <laughs> that, that should be the slogan for the, <laughs> the segment. <laughs> if you can taste cola, it counts. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's loose, man. Uh, and unfortunately, that's, that uh, slogan's come up at the end of the uh, segment. <laughs> no. The segment's running dry. Um, oh. That's actually okay. I can't really taste too much vodka, which is always a good thing. Um, it's fairly sweet. It's better than what I had last time, which was a Sainsbury's own Diet Cola and it's better than the other uh, one that's just above that in the rankings the Coca-Cola energy drink so I'll probably give this somewhere around a five five fizz bangs okay so next show we will be closing out this segment because okay. I'm going to have my Pepsi I will also have a Pepsi spoilers 
Right, we're both having Pepsi, are we? Yeah. Is that allowed? Well, I don't know. Okay, let's let's we we do it, and if the world ends, we'll know it wasn't allowed. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. Um, <laughs> listen, like crossing the stream. Uh, we we talked briefly about us both watching the prequels, and there's a good reason we didn't deep dive on them then, because we're about to deep dive now, because it's time for this week's spotlight. Right, Chief. Can I just preface this by please do saying, look, I've listened to a lot of podcasts where people are bitching about the prequel trilogy so as a disclaimer i'm gonna attempt or we should both try and attempt i want to keep this positive yep. i want to talk about the things that we actually like about the prequel trilogy because look let's face it we've all listened to a thousand podcasts of people going on about jar jar or anakin not liking sand yes like those those are givens for me we yeah. don't need to pour over the stuff Okay. That we that we don't like because we all we all know the bits we don't like. Yeah, I, I think I will mention a few bits I don't like, but what I'm going to try to do is take them away from the norms, so it won't be yeah, it won't be the generic fine. stuff. It'll be as always, Chiefs kind of thinking outside the box stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's should we just let's let's rewind the clock yeah. and talk about our experience of taking in the prequels for the first time. Yes. So back to ninety seven eight. When it was announced, Nine? well, the movie, I don't know when the it movie, came out. The movie came out in it was ninety nine, oh two and oh five. So look, I, I'll put my hands up, Chief. I I drank the Kool Aid. I drank the Kool Aid as well. I did you really? I did because me and you weren't really hanging out around that time. No. So I I don't remember. I was at what, uni the first time round. I'm so surprised you were drinking that Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I saw it a bunch of times, and. I think in the in my heart, I knew that it wasn't what I wanted. No. Now, when and we I say, well, let's just, uh, again, clarify here. When I say I drank the Kool-Aid, I'm talking about pre-release, when it was announced, when they started showing footage and trailers. I was all in, invested. When it came out, I watched it once, and after watching it, thought it was garbage. Oh, no. I, I so, drank it, as in I lied to myself and pretended to like it. Okay, fine, fine. No, I... I no, I didn't lie to it, but I, I definitely had some demons with it, yes. and I was like, "Geez, it's not great, is it?" And then I sort of made myself try and like it. Okay. And then I went full circle, and then I'd say maybe five, six, seven years after that, I I just hated all of them. Yes, yes, I I kind of went in again phases after all of them came out. I was convinced that. Or having just seen episode three, I was convinced it was the worst of the trilogy. And then five years later, I was 100% convinced that Attack of the Clones was one of the worst movies ever made. And now having rewatched them again, my le- now, this week, my least favourite is easily episode one. I know. Well, okay. I pretty much follow that exact same journey. And I think it it's because um, I don't think they should have started that far ago i just think 100 one agree i just don't think it was necessary and especially now that i'm so into the clone yeah, wars exactly i just think oh having a trilogy and and having revenge of the sith be the second film yes and then have the third film of just vader just you know hunting down the jedi yeah. as vader yeah. would have been perfect amazing i i'm on board there i almost view it as Phantom Menace is a standalone, and then 
two and three are pretty much the meat on the bone Bone based yeah bone based and you could have almost done away with the content of episode one and like you said even if it was just a two movie franchise and just started with where they started with episode two but just tag on a little bit that they found this this kid you know have 10 minutes at the beginning we found this kid to be strong in the force blah 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 because episode one doesn't really in the grand scheme of things do that much no it's more like a it's a lot of politics a lot of setup which is which is fine but i think i would have rather had that other movie with vader in it than yeah. have him as a kid yeah but let, let's just talk about now, phantom menace a little bit yeah because, because we both gave it three stars yeah so and like like you said at the beginning i don't want to turn this into a bash fest you know we've kind of done that already but let's pick out bits from then that first episode that we gave it three stars so there must have been stuff in there we liked there are i i think because now it's got um now it's got a few more miles on its soul I th- I feel like for some reason that makes me warm to it. It's it's actually really old now that film. And when I watched it the first time, I had a very big problem with how it looked. Right. And it's almost the other way round now. I actually really appreciate the aesthetics of it and that and the the look that George Lucas was actually going for. Yes. I think his world building is incredible. Yeah. Um the, the the issues I have with it are, you know, script issues, but the actual of look of it, I think, is great. I think the look, especially some of the set backgrounds and backdrops, are even better than episodes two and three. I think one of the problems I had with two and three is when there's a couple of people in a room or um, Obi-Wan and Anakin are on Mustafar, some of the, those sets and those CG backgrounds just look mm. way too fake. Whereas in yep. episode one... I think there was a lot less CGI backgrounds potentially, or they were just a lot better, maybe to my eye. But it no, just there's felt a, lot a lot more natural. Less, yes, there's a, there's a lot less um, 100% green screen. Right. Yeah. So you know they did a lot of shooting in Italy in that palace and all of that stuff looks absolutely yeah, gorgeous. Agree. Um And they you know they went to Tunisia and, and Moss Esper looks amazing and all of that stuff I just love. Yeah. And the um, the big set piece, that middle set piece, the pod race, maybe it's a little bit too long in this kind of extent. He, you know, he added quite a bit to it, I think, didn't he? Oh, did he? Um, yeah. Well, is there, is there, okay, this could be a silly question. Are there different cuts of this movie? N- not not really by choice, but when it came out on Blu-ray and DVD and stuff, he, he extended that pod race. Oh, so right, okay. He, he introduces every single racer, doesn't he, in this one? I don't one. know. How, how do I know what version I've watched? I'll watch the Disney Plus version. Yeah, so that's the one. You, you know, he, he, he they spend a lot of time going through all the different racers, right, okay. don't they? Okay. Um, yeah. Whereas in the theatrical cut, I think they just introduce like two. I uh, got it, okay. And, th- and then they get to it. But, Tuscan Raiders on the hill. Oh, that's goosebumps. Camped out on the Dune Sea. Goosebumps. Love that. Love that. With the cycler rifle. Yeah, 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 man. Love it. Man, they tag a few. That's it. Just, just visually, you know, let's not forget that the, the, the way that film looks for that time when it came out, and even now, it looks incredible. The CG, I think, is amazing in that pod race. Yeah. Um, I assume it did gangbusters at the box office. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it was more the the response the from the audience that was that that was the problem. Right. Um, good uh, and a fantastic lightsaber fight. Yes, very um, good, very good. I, I started 
those when it came out in those first few years thinking this is incredible then i went through a phase of thinking this is too choreographed and balletic yes. balletic but now yes, it is. on rewatching it now this time round i'm like I'm actually fine with it. I don't. It, it's a fantastic fight scene, and the Jewel of the Fate soundtrack that goes behind it is incredible. Yeah, it is great. Now, I I had the same thing as you saying. It's like um like a dance. It's too much like a dance. But because they they never replicated it in episode two and three, yes, I kind of like it. So it gives it. You know, that is how that lightsaber fight feels. Yes. There's nothing really else like it in any of the other no, films because it's it's very much a two-on-one lightsaber fight and you you mentioned this on one of the clone wars dispatch shows we did that you felt some of the lightsabers looked a bit flat or there was no flair to them uh, oh yeah and the, episode one looks perfect but having just finished episode three that's the lightsaber fights in that are horrific in the amount of of flair on the lightsabers and almost the width of the lightsabers and the glow yes. it's too bright and it i can't see what's happening but i didn't i don't seem yeah. to remember having that same feel for this episode one lightsaber duel it, it seemed very crisp and tight yeah look obviously phantom menace has major problems but i have to be honest with myself i actually get quite a lot of joy from watching it these days and I'm just interested in that time period and I'm I've come full circle and appreciate George Lucas and what he was trying to do and yeah. I appreciate that it's coming from his head. He's the creator and I think one of the biggest problems I've actually got with the sequel trilogy is that it isn't George. It's not yeah. Lucas. Um, yeah. um and I kind of think, look, we've got these three films here from George that have just been tossed aside and there are themes in them and there are things in them that are worth re-looking at yeah i you know i kind of what what i'm saying is i think they've earned their right to exist yeah most definitely most definitely i think like you said there's there's things to pull out of this these movies which warrant their place in the star wars uh universe and pantheon but for the for me this first one we gave it three stars, which means we, you know, we we do appreciate yeah. it. But it's always going to get dragged down because of Jar Jar, because of the the Anakin flying as well. Just I can't bear because it because of the stupid droids and and pretty much anything involving young Anakin. I'm not on board with. No, I, I the, my biggest. I don't mind him in the pod race, but it's when he's in the um, Naboo Starfighter. Yeah, yeah. cannot. Um, I, don't, right. I just dislike that massively. Now, now, interestingly, we'll move on to maybe the second two here. But yeah. you mentioned about you know these deserve their place, and maybe the 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 sequel trilogy because they're not Lucas tied to Lucas. Are they a bit detached? I almost go the other way in that I view the prequel trilogy as a trilogy, whereas I'm happy to view episodes four through nine as a six movie saga. And almost, not discount episodes one to three, but when I see Vader in episode four confronting, or Kenobi confronting him, and he's like, uh, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Yes. And he's there, and that's incredible. I cannot, for one second, I, don't, I do not picture Darth Vader as, as Hayden Christian, Anakin Skywalker, from episode three I, I don't put two i don't put those two together it's almost like i view them as two separate characters 
Uh, yes, and that's probably because, you know, you don't really get to see him in the suit that that much. No. Maybe if he had a whole film in there. No, you're totally right, Chief. I mean, there's no way I see him in there either. I don't even see him in there in in Rogue One. It's it's, but but I do see the character in there though. I do see Anakin in there, and yeah, maybe it's just, it's, it's more specific. Hayden, no, yeah, you don't. Yeah, but but my point was I. I connect episodes seven, eight, and nine more to episodes four, five, and six than I connect episodes one, two, and three to four, five, and six. Yeah, but is that that's probably just the visuals? You got Han in there. It you probably got is the visuals. And for me, the whole thing, the whole saga, is about Luke Skywalker, and obviously he's not in one, two, and three, unless he's a, a no, apart true. from a one-week-old baby. But or yeah. yeah, you could argue yes, it's the Scar Skywalker saga yeah it's not that i have um we should probably do a sequel trilogy thing i maybe it's going to be a similar deal 20 years time yeah i might look back at them yeah um but for some reason i'm just going so yeah. i'm just leaning away from that whole era massively at now, the moment. anyway let's now what 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 swung us from thinking attack of the clones was one of the worst movies ever made to actually really enjoying it you know we gave it three stars and totally chief is it because really we are it. is it because we are embedded in a clone wars animated rewatch i think that has definitely swayed me yep i agree okay. it has it has it's just made me appreciate the it's the time period that i like yes um and look being honest as soon as you take out the scenes that we all hate yeah there's not too many of them i mean no you're you're right there's there's less than there is in episode one for me it's pretty much only the anakin padme stuff yeah exactly the obi-wan stuff it's phenomenal where he puts his columbo pi hat on and goes on a detective mission fantastic i i think ewan mcgregor is so funny in this film and i just love there's some good banter between him and Anakin at the very beginning where they're talking about his senses not being as attuned and he's like, yeah. and yours are, possibly? Yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of the, the streetcar chase in Coruscant. Um, yeah, the underbelly of Coruscant is a fantastic play, Yeah, it looks playground. really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I quite like the setup of the storyline. This Django Fett character and then Obi-Wan yeah. goes off on his little thing. But yes, obviously we get some absolutely horrendous stuff but the thing is you 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 shouldn't let that ruin a whole movie it's a few scenes yeah yeah. um and hey i'm not i'm not trying to cover up they are some of the worst stuff ever put on film (laughs) or or digital film they are shonky but uh i i do love the uh, what's you know the the arena the kind of gladder gladiator yeah that that was that I don't mind it but that CG would, is bad that though, would probably be my next behind next to the Anakin Padme stuff that would be my next most least liked stuff actually the arena oh well, when I say the arena I just love the shot when the clones come in and the gunships oh, but then yeah that, they, that they, they... fantastic but when they're fighting the three creatures and Padme's oh, okay. up on the tower and I don't know. That's that's all a bit. Unfortunately, I just think that stuff uh, doesn't look great CG wise. Yeah. If they've actually put them in an arena and made it look, you know, yeah. am I, I right know. in anyway. thinking? I think you told me this. There wasn't one Clone Wars trooper live action. They were one hundred. No, all was, CG. they didn't make a they didn't make a single piece of armor or helmet. Right. 
I mean, that's not something. That's not good. No, that's not good. <laughs> but uh, when, when, as I said, when they pull out of that arena, and then you sort of see the actual oh, scale of the battle that's been going on. Yoda, outside. Yoda comes in in one of the Ark transport ships, doesn't he, with oh, all the clones? To the forward command center, take me. Yeah. There's some. This is just stuff that I've never really seen in Star Wars before. Just the the drop ships have a, a much more sort of our world feel. Yes, but I quite yep. quite like that. And just the way that their lasers actually um, sort of they're sustained, you know, and they they peel apart the ground and they actually yeah. stay on. Very cool. Yeah, because um, yeah, I mean, one I've, I'm just looking at my notes here, and one thing that I'm not a massive fan of, and I've kind of glossed over it over the years, and this is prevalent across the whole trilogy, is that. The Jedi, are they actually scumbags? It's kind of like a cult, really. They're kind of stealing people's children to kind of train them in the Force, and they believe in this prophecy. It's all very, I don't know, it's all not really... Yeah, you mentioned that to me. I think you could look at it either way. They're not... I, I think the cool thing with this, the whole Clone War stuff, is that they find themselves in unfamiliar, unfamiliar sort of territory, don't they, where they don't really know what to do. They've yeah. been given this army. See, that's all. Also, I remember having problems with, the, like, who commissioned this army. But when you actually listen to the storyline and stuff, yeah. it all makes well sense. That's I think. one of the questions I had. So, Count Dooku is also Lord Tyrannus. Lord Tyrannus. Now, yeah, but what, what under what guy? So he's Count Dooku to the separatists. What guys is he using? Is Lord Tyrannus? Who's that for the benefit of? Hmm. I didn't, Good question. didn't really understand that. Lord Tyrannus, I, I guess when he rocked up at the cloning facility to commission the army, he didn't want to go by his Count Dooku name. Was it Tyrannus who ordered the clones then? Yeah. Okay, right, fine. Yeah, but how do you feel about the... How do you feel about Dooku? I've got... He's, he's way better in the in the animated series than he is in this, but... I don't really have an issue with him in the across these two movies, to be honest. Well, I just feel like he... <laughs> yeah, most... Quite an old okay, look, dude. Let's, let's preface this by saying the vast majority of stuff is better in the animated Clone Wars than it is in these movies. Uh, we're saying we gave these movies kind of high marks, but even giving them threes or three and a half so i think you even gave revenge of the sith four uh i would probably still always rather choose to watch a clone wars a good clone wars animated show than any of these movies uh yes i think you're probably right i think you're right but then obviously you don't get that without these and no. i think that's what's made that's what's made no. me appreciate so them more i cut that... you off a bit there uh you were saying about dooku i think well uh you know, look, when I was sat in the cinema and watching this for the first time and and I was quite pumped and you get to the end and then Yoda comes through. Yes. The door, yeah? Now, you know, the cinema was laughing. Was it? it, it, it yeah, massively. It didn't... And I was like, Jesus, that as is in, clearly... As in positive laughter or negative well, laughter? Not, not la- well, not... No, just because it's just funny to see him leap... To see Yoda... Leaping around, like a I do remember watching the. I do remember watching the documentary, and George is telling the animators, he's like, "Look, we, this cannot be funny, right, or silly. It, you know, it has to be like a fist pumping moment." Right. But I have to say, when I was watching it the other night by myself, 
I did fist pump. Yeah. When he when he comes through yeah. at the end. And I I'm on board with you there because this was one of my biggest gripes about this scene and the Yoda Emperor scene in three, after having watched the movies the first time round, I was like, this is the most silly thing Star Wars has ever done. Yoda is jumping around like Kermit the Frog, uh, wielding a lightsaber. I am 100% not on board. But watching them this time around, and I've watched it many times in between, having seen it at the cinema, but this yeah. is maybe the first time where I thought this isn't as stupid as I first thought it was. This could actually not be maybe it's good or maybe it's i don't know maybe this tell is you why, maybe this is the moment that yoda has been waiting for well no I, I just think it's our exposure to yoda was so limited before you know when we saw this film for the first time and now seeing him so much in the clone wars yeah or in comics i just feel like i can suspend my disbelief way further than i could Back in those days. Yeah, because I guess we were I used think... to seeing frail old Yoda in his bed yeah. dying, you know, scram- scrounging for food, etc. And it was such a leap to believe that he was this X amount of years prior. Yeah. Oh, just just quickly, whilst we're on Yoda, I, I'm a big fan that George um, went back in to the DVD Blu-ray release and made uh, Phantom Menace Yoda look like the Yoda that we yeah, know. Wasn't he and love. wasn't he originally he was a puppet. He was a puppet, but no, didn't he then CG him or went the other way around? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So now he's all CG. He did look naff. He just didn't look like Yoda. No. He looked weird. Yeah. The CG um, on Yoda is really good actually across all the movies. Yeah, it's really good, yeah. So, you know, that that rounds out Attack of the Clones. Yes. Big fan of uh, Anakin losing his hand and yes. They have a, it's a quite a stylistic lightsaber fight. There's some, some lovely two saber stuff where it's all like strobe lighting, and yep. that was quite cool. But so let's talk about Revenge of the Sith. You, so now, listen, is, you gave this four stars. Yeah, I was I was whipped up and having a blast, okay. Chief, because this is the one that is most like, oh, this is a Clone Wars episode, yes. or this is two Clone Wars episodes. Yes, correct. Um, it is quite the thrill ride, to be honest it's with you. It's a long one. It's like two hours 20. It's a big old beast. And I yeah. found that when I was watching it today, I got to about one hour 40 and I'm like, this should be the end now. And I did feel that the ending dragged. The last 20, 30 minutes did drag for me. Uh, I, I feel like it's so, or meant to be so epic. I didn't... I. You didn't thought get that, that it earned its, okay. its slightly longer runtime because it had a lot, a lot of mopping yeah. up yeah. to do. Um, just a, a a huge fan of the opening crawl to this film. Okay, just interesting. Says, War. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heroes on both sides, um, and just a nice kind of space battle with big starships and star cruisers actually fighting each other and kind of um yeah we said that in some of our clone wars dispatch episodes that we, yeah you know, they were fantastic scenes in the animated we wanted more of that in the movies we do get one here and a good score as well good score and it, you know it's a good one it's a good one yeah it's cool i, I mean I'm not that big on the whole buzz droid stuff but they start off with quite a lot of levity and i feel like they did a good job of um anakin and obi-wan did seem like pals yes um, yep which i thought they 
I thought they had some good chemistry, to be honest with you. Um, and then, how do you feel about the Dooku scene? The sort of mirroring Return of the Jedi. You've got Palpatine yeah, in, the, in, in that the, chair. In the chair yeah. And he just lops his head off. I thought that was quite badass. I thought it's a, it's a strong move. He's, it's a bold he move, seemed for sure. Conf- people do say about his acting but I thought he seemed conflicted and when he did it he's just like I shouldn't have done that yeah you know you know know. he's being he's being uh, he's being pulled in by some unforeseen forces isn't he obviously well look I know that lots of people think that the turn comes too quick and isn't earned well how do you feel that's a good point because I was thinking that at the time this would have played out much and you know, it's hindsight, it's everything, but it would have played out much better if it was a, a 10-part, one-hour TV show yeah. and you could do it over that period. That would have been much better. Doing it over almost one ep- one movie is difficult, but mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars episodes, we can see we've had very subtle flashes of it. Yeah. That's nice. Here, I think one of the things that almost ruins the turn is... When Mace Window, all the other Jedi are dead, Mace Window's there with the Emperor, he's about to, to kill him, and Anakin actually says, no, he's got to stand trial, don't kill him, that's not the Jedi way. So he's full on, full on in Jedi mode, don't kill him, he's got to stand trial, full on. And then it's almost like within five minutes, now he's on his knees bowing to the Emperor. That's what, that's the Well, bit. he does say, look, yeah, but I think he's, he's saying he's got to stand, he's saying that, Chief, to make may stop i don't think he actually believes that because shortly after he says look i need him right because he's got the secrets now unfortunately that scene is let down so massively by dreadful overacting from ian mcdermott <laughs> the guy that's playing yeah. palps yes it's just it's not you know, necessary it's just, it's just not necessary because it's an okay scene yeah um i like that scene uh, you know where the two of them are in the theater and he's, oh he's, my god, he's Darth out, Plagueis the Wise. He's dishing out the dirt. I, yeah, I love that scene. Dude, that's Lucas hitting some late form, yeah. I think. Did I ever tell you the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Yeah, that's good. That's powerful stuff there. Yeah, that is good, Chief. Yep. There's some nice moments with Anakin and Palps. Yes, um, yes. I actually think the moment that he finds out that he is... Um, a Sith Lord is quite good. Right, yes. Um, but look, there's also that, that scene where everyone's just looking out in the windows. Yeah, yeah. And the the score's building. What? How, how do you... F- I f- Go on. Well, I, I was going to say, I, I find this film quite emotional. Okay. I'm fully... By the end of it, I am fully in. And Chief, when Padme runs across... Yeah. And Anakin, and they embrace, and the camera pans round. Yep. I'm getting goosebumps th- saying it now. And you just see Obi Wan yeah. in the sh- in the oh, doorway, in the doorway, in the silhouetted, yeah, silhouetted, hands on hips. That is strong, and he just looks at him. He is not happy. No. Well, to see him, I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of. I don't want to hear any more about Obi Wan. I I didn't definitely not get as emotional as you did, and. I was whipped up by that you point. You were whipped up. And I'm just thinking, in reality, I'd quite like Obi-Wan to proper kill Anakin here. Anakin, for me, is proper scumbag, needs to be dead. Yeah, I, I'm a massive fan of how petulant 
Anakin comes across in that dialogue there when Obi-Wan gets out and they have their sort of dialogue before they actually start scrapping Obi-Wan is great there yeah yeah he's just he can't believe it chief no that it's kind of everything look we always knew that they would ha- they had a scrap even when I'm talking about pre prequels it was known that on a Obi-Wan volcano battered on him Mustafa, up. yeah you're right yeah now, I'm not saying this is exactly like how I wanted it, but it's not too far off. No, um, no. The, the only, I, don't really my, like the li- I don't really like the lightsaber fight. No, I don't uh, like it, and it's way too long. That scrap it's is a, way too long. Bit, a few, you could take a few um, sort of beats out of it, I think. Yes, yes. Um, how do you feel <sighs> about... A couple of points I do just do want to pick up on. How do you feel about the... When the Emperor gives Order 66, uh-huh. and it feels like, do the clones know who Darth Sidious is? Because it's Darth Sidious giving the orders to the clones, but... Well, Chief, I think all of this is going to get explained a lot more when we get to Series 7 oh, really? of the Clone Wars. Okay. Because I'm so pumped, because they overlap, my friend. What? Clone Wars overlaps into, into Episode it 3 occupy- movie? It occupies the same time. Wow. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure like the last two or three eps are kind of a simultaneous thing. Okay. So I think you're going to find out, for example, Rex, obviously, I don't know this, but I'm assuming he hacks into his head and rips out that chip. Right. Okay. Because, um, because in this, Commander Cody is the first one to receive Order 66. Yes. And he straight away fucking starts, excuse my language, starts blasting yeah. at Obi-Wan. Yeah, so it's obviously something you know they've put in there on Camino, and um, that was right put in there. Do you feel like the Jedi the were taken down too easily? Um, no, not really. Because how overpowered are they going to be? A yeah. hundred clones, one. I, I guess mean, it wasn't like I feel they were all together, were I they? Think... They usually were operating independently, and they had a battalion yeah. of clones at their command and i think this is where clone wars animated has helped out as well because you know we when we saw we know those when jedi. we saw the exactly when we saw this movie these cool looking jedi that we've not really seen before are just getting slaughtered and you're kind of like well you're being asked I, to feel something I want, which has exactly been... i've got no backstory for these people are really these yeah. these guys look cool. I wanted to know about them. They feel like chump change getting taken out, but now their characters are getting fleshed out. So we've had some, you know, Plo uh, Clune episodes, and we've had some Kit Fisto or Kiadimundi or whatever. We've we've seen these characters in the Clone Wars, so they've got some background and some unique personality. So it does fill that I thought, void. Yeah, I thought Lucas did did, uh, did some great directing of Yoda, where you, you know you go through the montage of quite a lot of Jedi taking it, and then you you cut back to Kashyyyk, yes. and Yoda is just, the, the CG on his face, he's, he knows, he's like, oh, yeah. you know, and then it, you cut to those two clones, and they've got the signal, and it's like, oh my God. Yes. How, you know. What, is Kashyyyk necessary? That felt very bolted on. They've suddenly- No, but Lucas always wanted to do it, so I think, you know, he wanted Endor to be Kashyyyk, and, yeah, I think he always wanted to just show people what the Wookiees' yeah. home planet I'm was. I'm not against it at all because I think what is done, even though his appearance is so brief, coupled with how badly treated C-3PO was in Episode 2, I think Chewie might have overtaken C-3PO as my favourite character. 
Um, oh, there you go. And but and I, I love all that Kashyyyk stuff in episode three, but it clearly wasn't necessary to the plot or at all. But it's it's a good visual. Yeah, it's a it's a good. It's I think that well, it's fan service probably, isn't it? Yeah. Um, some lovely beach, uh, you know, war scenes going on there. Yeah, very good, very good. Um, so you've also obviously whilst whilst you got Anakin scrapping Obi Wan, you 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 get Yoda and Pouch, of which I never used to like, but again, Flip reverse goosebumps when Yoda walks in and you've got the two red royal guards. Yeah, he, he literally just booshes them out like uh, Luke on the Gamorrean oh. guards and Jedi, yeah. I was like, I quite liked it because I thought you got some good Palpatine lines. Yes. Some good dialogue from him and I guess I was always a little bit confused that yeah, I felt like Yoda, did he get beat or did he give up too quickly and he seemed very keen just to go into Hiding. isolation, yeah. but I suppose the odds just seemed insurmountable, but he's like, "No, I've got to go. Yeah. I failed." Yeah. yeah, that was that was fair. I think I, I agree there as well. In that the first time round, for me, it was just a groan. What's this? And now it was like, "This is actually a pretty cool scene." Okay, so what are we saying then, Chief? Are we saying that Lucas actually did know what we wanted? We just didn't <laughs> know we wanted it. Uh, who knows? Because I feel for the guy. He. This almost it just ruined him the yeah the response to those films and I was part of it don't get me wrong uh it broke him right okay and also um they were made for a new generation of of kids and yeah lots of people grew up on those films and they do like well them. that's what I was going like, to say were, like if you if ask ten, if you ask Phoenix he probably likes the prequels more than we did when we first saw them. Of course, but what I'm saying is if you were 10 in 1999, you were big on board. That's how lot, that was lots of people's entry point yeah. for Star Wars. And that, I'm telling you, Chief, is what they absolutely have not done this time round with the sequels. Right. I just do not believe that that captured a generation and, and that is going to be people's entry point. I think, um, I think you, I, you know, I, I struggle with memory, but... I'm pretty sure after you saw episode seven, you were pretty buzzed and on board. And I was. was it was it purely the the absolute stinker, which we now can wholeheartedly agree is the worst Star Wars movie ever made, The Last Jedi? Was it that yep. which soured you on the the trilogy as a whole? Do you think it it was that that soured me? But then I also took a step back, and and it's kind of like what we were just saying: Did we know what we wanted? And right. it's 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 that again. It's like, you know, they pulled the trigger on something. They were like, we have to get the stink of the prequels out of people's minds. Yeah. So we're going to lean into nostalgia. But actually, if they would have done their research, maybe that there wasn't as much stink on those prequels as they they first thought. Yeah, and, you're right. you know, it's, it's very well known that if George was going to do the sequel trilogy and he had a treatment for all three films, he was going to do something new. Right. Um, you know, there there weren't going to be Tie Fighters and Star Destroyers, and I thought I wanted that, but maybe I didn't. What you thought you wanted the familiarity of the Tie Fighter? Yes, I think I, you know, and it is obviously exciting to have that. Um, but actually, would it have been better to 
to have done something completely Maybe new it and would actually because furthered the story. Because it, actually if it's a blank, if it's almost like a blank slate, it's hard to 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 judge it as well because like you say if you if you're getting the same thing that gave you joy in episodes four five and six there's a lot that can go wrong with that and i think we saw it but george lucas is an innovator isn't he and episodes one two and three he was bright i mean (laughs) the execution has grown on me but you can't deny that the man's imagination and creativity is just obscene Um, and I think that's what I I appreciate about the prequels now all of that stuff none of that existed before I mean the the sequel trilogy is just it's it's recycled isn't it that's right it is it is almost ultimate fan service just what we've seen before just repackaged there's no innovation there's no leaps been made no no. Um, now just very quickly two brief things they do mention that uh, oh, all the other Jedi have been given the signal. They've gone into hiding after Order 66. So maybe we'll yes. get... So Because we're led to believe that there's no Jedi... Or Obi-Wan's the only Jedi left. Obi-Wan and Yoda are the only Jedi's left. We're led to believe. but Well, there's actually a bunch, clearly, really. There, but clearly yeah. there's a bunch of them. So what happened to those? Maybe we'll find out then in the Clone Wars uh, animated. What happened to those surviving Jedi? Yeah, I actually listened to a podcast the other day that, that specifically the episode was all about uh, it was name checking all of the Jedi that were still oh, around. Okay, interesting. In, in and possibly even around in in New Hope and and how do you feel about that? But that's fine. The galaxy's uh, a big place, man. There's there's it there's is, but and of room also for them to still be alive somewhere else and not it, be known. It, but it, it it couldn't. It had to be Luke that was the New Hope. What they're trying to say is why wasn't any of them the New Hope? But because Luke is so integral to that, it's. DV's son. It had to be. Yeah, him. and also this be... stupid prophecy of you know Anakin was supposed to the the one to bring balance to the Force, whatever that stupid thing means. Um, yeah, but you know maybe Luke was the one for the new prophecy, and even though these, there were other Jedi's around, they weren't you know going to be up to the task. And the other thing was they make quite a big point of it in the in the closing segments of um, Obi Wan going to Tatooine to convene with an old friend. And Qui-Gon. being Qui-Gon, but that's where, where's that ever picked up on? Oh, there's quite a lot about that. So there's actually a deleted scene for Revenge of the Sith where there's a scene where Yoda is actually talking to Qui-Gon. Yeah. And then he's like, he said he's going to teach Obi-Wan the skill of how to commune with Qui-Gon, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. But I, I just wondered why, even if there is a deleted scene, it feels very superfluous. I mean, I don't know what purpose that serves telling Obi-Wan that Qui-Gon is still around. I don't, oh, don't know, it just feels yeah. unnecessary. Oh, dude, there's a really cool book called... Uh, is it A Certain Point of View it's called? And oh, it yeah, was, I've got that book, it, yeah. It, yeah, so what's the, what is it? It's like... It's an anthology of short 10 to 12 page chapters for new hope or new hope where it gives you you know it might be a, a general or it might be a yeah. rebel trooper or someone in goes, the cantina but sorry it goes through minute by minute the actual story of the film yeah i think they go that's, it, that's what's cool each about chapter it so, is is kind of chronological to the movie yeah so there's one in there and it's Obi-Wan chatting to Qui-Gon and it's so cool. Right, okay, I've got it. I don't think I finished it or m- maybe I only read the first few chapters. So maybe I'll get- maybe you read Shadows of the Empire, I'll read Certain Point of View. Yeah. 
So, look, I feel that was I think I think that was a good deep dive on the prequel trilogy yes. and, you know, what I would like is I've been testing the water with friends and and people and it would appear that my social group, uh, everyone still hates these films. Okay, okay. But I do know for a fact that out there in the zeitgeist, there is a bubbling of, like, these films are slowly getting more appreciated. And there are a bunch of people out there that call themselves prequelists, which I would include myself in now, okay. that, that are about saying, look, they deserve their place. They deserve their slot. Yes, yes. And I, I um, think... I would feel differently if the Clone Wars animated show wasn't a thing, but but it, but is. it is a thing, and so we take that into account. So I potentially am not as high on these as you are, but having said that, look, I gave them three stars, three stars, and three and a half. So that that puts yeah. them towards the upper echelons of my of my charts and my rankings. So there you go. Yeah. So look, let's uh, hey. I'd love to get our listeners' thoughts on the prequels. I mean, some people, it just sets them off. But I think that's just because they haven't thought about it for 20 years and that's the last thing they remember thinking. Could that be a thing? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, You know, if something does leave a bad taste in your mouth, and especially if you're not a consistent or regular movie-goer or something like that, then... What why what what cause have you got to rewatch these if it didn't do it for you the first time round? Now we're kind of you know media content junkies, so we're consistently regularly watching movies, so we were always going to go back and rewatch these. But if you're someone who doesn't regularly rewatch stuff and it was not what you wanted first time round, then you know maybe you haven't revisited it, but maybe yeah. you should. On a personal level, I just feel like I want to have. Lucas is back as well. I don't like the hate that the guy got because I think he's a genius. Was there ever any potential for him to direct or be directly involved in episode seven, eight, and nine? Or was that never yeah. never on the cards? Um, I think what was on the cards was that he envisioned himself being a creative consultant. Yep. And I think he would have very much liked someone to write scripts from his treatment okay that he wrote so when they did the, when he did the deal with disney and they signed you know he, he was like here it all is it's all mapped out yeah what are your thoughts and um you know they just said i'm sorry you know we want to go in our, our own direction and i think he just couldn't believe it right. and it really hurt him i think it dented him massively okay. And he, I don't think he's a big fan of them. Right. I think he likes Rogue One. I think he quite likes Solo, apparently. Yes. And he was quite involved in The Mandalorian because of Dave Filoni. Right. Because um, he kind of wrote The Clone Wars with him. But I don't think he's got a lot of time for the sequel trilogy. No, no. Well, let's, I'm, I'm sticking up for Lucas as well. Let's get in that Lucas fan club. But if you want to get in touch, you can. Like uh, Ben said, we want some feedback on this. You can find us in the usual places. That's The Outer Timers. That's on Twitter and Instagram. I also started a Facebook page. So that's The Outer Timers. Go and check that out on Facebook now as well. And it's theoutertimers at gmail.com if you want to hit us up with an email. Now, I did mention briefly at the beginning of the show, hopefully when this pod lands, we may have a 
Patreon out. Now, just a quick we've quick bit of monetized the bloody well, pod. Well, bit of background here. It's this is definitely not for our egos. It is definitely not for us to get rich quick because no, we're one, not the trade federation. No one does that. No one makes money from a podcast unless your name's Joe Rogan. Uh, but I suppose he was probably already rich and famous before his pod anyway. But um, listen, this is primarily for we put a lot of content out there we want to put more content out there we want the out of timers to go back to being weekly but we're very busy in our social and working lives and for us to be able to free up the time and effort um we we, we just can't really do it that's why it's gone by by yeah, it's not so much it's not so much the recording time it's the post it's the editing yeah yeah and you know brutal. that's going to cut into especially your you know paid financial work so if we can you know and again like i say this is not if you want to listen to the show we we do not want anyone to feel the need like they have to contribute or pledge to this patreon that's not what it's about it's just no step one is listening to the step show. one is listening I mean... to the show and if you listen to the show all we ask really is that you tell your friends and get them listening and you know if you can leave a review on itunes give us five stars tell them hacker reported anything like that that bumps up the charts that's all we really want is just people to listen to the show and hit us up on the socials and tell your friends that's what we really want but if you think you know we're doing good work and you want to chuck us some extra bucks then tip of the hat to you sir thank you very much you can do that there will be some tiers for extra bonus content that we will be putting out yeah um, you can find all that on the patreon it's probably going to be patreon slash outer timers if it's something different we'll let you know on the socials but hopefully by the time this lands that that will be up there but you know let us know what you think yeah and the really cool thing is when we start the patreon is you get the discord server so we'll have anyone that supports us through patreon will have direct access to me and chief we'll have message boards on there so yeah i think that would be cool as well yeah yeah check it out let us know what you think but uh, what about okay. you uh, the people can find you at your instagram account i take it ben flying retro yeah, ben ben flying retro i think i'll try i might come up with a new name i don't really know what that means no you don't like it i quite like it no i i don't like it i i but it's difficult to find anything that you you can't you know everything needs an underscore or five eight seven on the end. <laughs> and, what, and what happens it's... there if you change your name? Does that mean that all your current subscribers have to resubscribe, or is it? No, 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 no. You just means you just you're changing your brand, I guess. Change your handle. I don't really know what Ben Flying Retro means. No, no, no one does. <laughs> no one does. But I am trying to get better. I'm doing. I'm thinking of another video. Okay, interesting. To do. Yeah. So that means even less films watched yeah, yeah. by me. You can find you can find me on Chiefy Two Shoes. That's Chief Y Number Two Shoes. That's on Twitter uh, and Instagram. And I am post. God, if you don't know what Ben Flying Retro means, you're gonna have a trouble. Two shoes. Let's go and listen to a very old episode of Talking Joe, where I think we discussed that, or someone asked me. It might have been actually an episode with Chris McLeod, Diagnostic Eighty, where he asks where Chiefy Two Shoes came from and I explain it to him so go and trawl through that if you can I've got no well if you want to do the double barreled version it, the full name is uh, Chiefy Two Shoes 8 Pairs Chiefy Two Shoes 8 Pairs and there was a third barrel which was rubber nipples <laughs> oh my remember that god yeah G- hey Chief yes, Chief yes. You, did, did you post out Road Rash 2 uh, no, I am going to post that out. I will post that out to the lucky participant of the winner for of the Road Rash 2 Mega Drive game, which I said I would post. 
Yeah, you got to post that out, yeah, Chief. Doing it, I'm going to do that. Not don't don't you worry about that. Uh, on my, by the way, on my accounts, so I'm posting daily art pics of my personal art collection, which I've had commissions and sketches over the uh, last ten years. Doing one a day, probably got over three hundred. So this is going to last about a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, Chief. Look forward to checking that out. Um, well, we are we, we are we've been running long, and we are definitely. Out of time? No, that's not how we sign off. We no, but we are. We're going to run longer. That's the idea. Oh yeah, of course we are because we're a we're a, uh, a bi-weekly pod now. So we give the people a bit of extra uh, content for their dollar or their listening pleasure, I should say. Yeah, yeah. totally. But uh, we have been the out of timers, and we are out of time. <laughs>